He's the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. And goodness knows he didn't want a lot. Welcome to the Weird Christmas Podcast bonus episode. I'm Craig Kringle from WeirdChristmas.com. Now, there are two kinds of people who will listen to this particular podcast. The first kind just came from the Christmas Creeps podcast and want me to hurry up and finish this so they can get on with the story. The second kind are asking themselves, what story? You probably feel like a kid who asked Santa for an Xbox and woke up to a bucket of live worms. For that group of people, you've stumbled onto an event. A happening, yes, a wonder of modern podcasting where, oh, am I kidding, a bunch of us with Christmas podcasts decided to do something to force people to listen to us. Maybe it's a fun gift to our listeners, but maybe it's all just a, a cynical ploy to deceive you into believing that something magical really exists that brings people together. But then one day, a neighbor kid tells you the truth and your belief in magic and hope and universal kindness dies when you realize your parents have been lying to you for years. Or, or I'm sorry, I'm reliving something. Listen to this for a second. I need to compose myself. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up as Eskimos I'm back now. Spiked eggnog makes everything all better. To cut a long story short, seven Christmas podcasts are telling a story so that you can find other fun Christmas podcasts out there in a fun way. If you want to start at the beginning, check out Brian Earle's wonderful Christmas Past podcast. There's a link on my site, too. But for now, it's time for part five of the House of Seven Santas. And just to recap, the tale's about a bunch of men stranded by a blizzard on Christmas Eve in their gentleman's club. The pre-war kind, where rich white dudes sat in leather chairs, smoked cigars, and enjoyed life like they deserved to, true or not. They're about to surprise a half-frozen homeless kid they brought in from the storm by giving them all the presents they can't get to their own kids. Why, you see, Dobby, replied Seymour, revealing a soft, furry cap and a pair of gloves that looked as if they had just been pulled off the paws of a bear cub. I happen to be taking these things home for my boy Jim. He's daft on skating, and it's cold as the dickens up at Blairsport. But Jimmy can wait until New Year's for his, I guess. It came over me all of a sudden while I was trying to get to sleep upstairs that our honored guests might find them useful. Look at those chapped little fists, said the doctor. That's your answer, Seymour. They're his, all right, said Seymour, sitting on the side of the bed and comparing the gloves with the red little hands that lay inert on the counterpane. By Jove, he muttered as he took one of the diminutive hands in his own. They're like sandpaper. Selling papers in winter doesn't give these babies exactly the sort of patties you'd expect to find on a mollycoddle, said the doctor. We apologize for interrupting this narrative, but for those of you not familiar with 1920s vocabulary, a mollycoddle is, according to Merriam-Webster, a pampered or effeminate man or boy. The Urban Dictionary, however, defines it as, oh God. And so, here in the house of the Seven Santas, things went for the next hour. One by one, all the prisoners of the night, with the exception of Ricketts, dropped in surreptitiously to find that the ideas of each were common to them all, and the little mite under the bedclothes was destined soon to emerge from the riches of his dreams into a reality even richer and more substantial. The varied gifts were ranged about the foot of the bed, the golf stockings bulging with sweets were hung at his head, and the big-hearted donors retired, this time to that real sleep which comes to him who has had the satisfaction of some kindly deed to look back upon. Poor Ricketts, sighed the doctor, as he noted the one absentee. 
how much these old bachelors lose at this season of the year. Two hours later, just as the first rays of the dawn began to light up the guest room, its small occupant opened his eyes and began rubbing them violently with his fists. Chee! was his first utterance, and then he sat up and gazed about him. His unfamiliar surroundings naturally puzzled him, and a look of childish wonder came over his face. Where am I at? he muttered. Guess this must be that heaven place the guys down to the mission always talks about. We apologize again for interrupting. We aren't playing the accent up for fun. The author John Kendrick Bangs had quite a fun time slanging up the kids' speech. Thankfully, we here at Weird Christmas are fluent in Golden Age gangster movie lingo. He clambered out of bed, and as he did so, his eyes took in the wondrous array of gifts spread before him. Well, what do you know about that? he muttered. What kind of a choin is this, anyhow? As he attempted to walk across the room, his small feet became entangled in the flowing skirt of Mallerby's bathrobe, which he wore in lieu of a nightshirt. That's it, he said as he tripped and stumbled to the floor. I'm dead. That's what I am. And these is my angel clothes. Gee, but they's hard to walk in. Seems to me I'd rather have me pants. In a moment, he had regained his feet, and the marvelous variety of toys began to reveal themselves in detail to his astounded vision. Well, you piped a layout, he gasped ecstatically. Wonder what kid's gonna have all the luck to draw them in his socks. And just then, the door opened again, and a sleepy-eyed bachelor came stealing in in the person of Ricketts. He wore his pajamas and a yellow Macintosh thrown over his shoulders. We will no longer apologize for interrupting, but we at Weird Christmas would like to insist that the image of an old man who never married, a bachelor, as Bangs puts it here, wearing nothing but his nightclothes, entering the room of a young, defenseless boy while all the other adults are away or asleep, is neither intended to have any sort of negative um, connotations, nor is it our fault. Good morning, Kitty, he said, closing the door softly behind him. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas yourself, smiled the youngster. Say, mister, can you tell me where I'm at? This ain't like my regular lodging house, and I must have gotten in wrong somehow. Where is your regular lodging house? asked Ricketts, seating himself on the side of the bed. Oh, any place where there's room for me and me feet at the same time, replied the boy. Packing boxes in the wintertime, and the docks in the summer. But your parents, demanded Ricketts, where are they? Me what? asked the boy. Your parents, your father and mother, explained Ricketts. I ain't never had no mother, said the boy. But me father, well, me and him had a scrap over me wages last summer, and I ain't seen him since. Your wages, eh? smiled Ricketts. The idea of this little tad earning wages struck him as being rather humorous. He taught I ought to give him the whole wad, said the boy. And when he licked me for spending a nickel on myself and a friend of mine last Fourth of July, I give him the skidoo. I see, said Ricketts, regarding the little guest with a singular light in his eye. You've got a fine lot of stuff here from old Santa Claus, haven't you? What, me? asked the boy, gazing earnestly into Ricketts' face. Is these here things for me? To continue the story, listen to the Holiday Special Podcast. You can get it at rickandviv.libsyn.com or search on iTunes or your favorite podcast site for the Holiday Special Podcast. I'll also put a link to all the parts of the story at weirdchristmas.com. In the meantime, this story reminds me of some of my favorite Christmas carols about how we need to remember the less fortunate at this time of the year. I'll leave you with one of my favorites. Santa hates poor kids. But if you like this, or at least weren't terribly bothered by it, please visit weirdchristmas.com where you can get lots of weird Christmas music, strange interviews about the oddest Christmas traditions we can imagine, 
and a lot of other fun treats. Or follow the podcast at your favorite podcasting place. Until then, here's hoping Santa doesn't stuff you in his bulging, sweaty sack. Jewish. Okay, break. <coughs> now we have to do the actual story. Pause.